This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Too Hot to Handle coverage here on the Hot Dummies on Islands podcast feed. Today, we will be wrapping up season five discussion of Too Hot to Handle, uh, just basically getting through how it ended and any big events on the way to get there. I'm, of course, Kirsten McKinnis, and today I'm joined by a very special guest. I hope you know her from Ready to be Petty, but if you don't, now you do. Tori is here. Tori, how are you? I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being one of four people that watch <laughs> Too Hot to Handle that are also <laughs> podcasters I know. You literally put in the group chat. It was like dead silent. Yeah, I was like, Podcast Collective. Is anybody yeah. watching? Does anybody <laughs> want to come on a podcast? Nothing. Like nothing. Crickets. <laughs> Which I just want to say, I hope that this show isn't like coming to its popular like like well, demise. I think I I think they'll be fine. Um I think they just dropped this season at the worst possible time. If they had dropped this in October, people I would have been watching. all over it. Yeah, that's true. Like yeah. I just don't know what they were thinking to drop it in July when there's so much reality TV, so many dummies on islands already to compete with. Like I think we can all agree that when you're looking at Love Island, like, and all of that, Too Hot to Handle is probably bottom of the pile. Some people might say Temptation Island is bottom of the pile, but they are not watching this season because this season is so fucking good. I know, literally. And being that I can only commit to one Hot Dummies on Island podcast or like TV show that you cover. It's this one. How so I, I know, but like I'm here to just like like advocate and champion for this show because it's the only one I can. <laughs> I love and appreciate you so much. Um, yeah, to what to handle the first batch of episodes, I did not feel good leaving that batch. I was like, is this show over? What's happening? But I think the middle batch and even the end batch were really strong. I liked how the season ended. I think they fixed some things that we've not liked about previous seasons. So I'm feeling good about the future of Too Hot to Handle, except I don't think this is a reality show they can film 
with the writer's strike because there's so much writing with Lana and the and our host. And yes, Desiree. Yes. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, you're probably right. And that sucks for us because you're totally right that they're obviously listening to viewer feedback because they have change i'm going to talk about this like we're yeah, talking about fun. survivor or big brother like they have change <laughs> they are listening the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, there is strategy and like they're definitely like i feel like they're not afraid to change it up every season with um their kind of challenges and with their workshops and even how they choose their winner and i really like that it's malleable like this Mm-hmm. And you're totally right. The middle portion is so much better than the beginning and end on all five seasons. And like that stayed true for this one. Yes. 100%. I want to start with something that happened in this batch of episodes. Yeah. Because I can't stop thinking about it. For years, we've been watching this show, watching people get charged three to six thousand dollars per kiss over and over and over again. And I know I what you're gonna advocated. say. <laughs> I said, just keep kissing, don't stop yep. kissing, and then it's just <laughs> one kiss. But that happened, it finally yeah. happened. Elise and Alex kissed for 12 minutes straight, yeah, and 31 seconds. And 31 <laughs> seconds. Sorry, how could I forget? Yeah, which is insane to me personally, but you know what? Good for them. And Lana said, Oh, you try to skirt my rules. So then this cone, she does the math. She calculates the duration of every kiss that's happened in the show's history, averages it out, and then multiplies the kiss. Yeah. So, so it counted as what, like $36,000. Yeah. So it was, so it was six kisses. Yeah, six kisses. Um, like it was like 30, 32 divided by like the two minute average or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not a mathematician, but another mine. It was like so funny because again, I feel like they listen to podcasts, they listen to like Twitter and stuff like that. And people always said, well, why would you yeah. kiss someone twice in like the span of 15 minutes? Just keep kissing. And yes. Yeah, Elise and Alex. It feels like Elise strategy. and Alex <laughs> listened to the podcast. Yeah, and they were like, this is emerging gameplay. And yeah. then Lana was like, there is no emerging gameplay on two on the handle. Like, <laughs> well, can, can we just talk for a second about the emerging gameplay that was <laughs> Isaac and that other guy trying to make a pact? That was so oh, funny. Pact. <laughs> I, and again, like, I really thought they were all going to like do a four-way kiss in that situation like I was like oh this is some orgy shit no it was not I was like what what would save you money I guess would be a four-way kiss because I was trying to think like what would yeah it was just well and it it was was just that they didn't want to be the first ones to do it so if someone else does it then they're not like the bad guy but I just realized with the 12 minute kiss it was like Elise and Alex kissed and Lana literally was like attention pickpocket <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 100% oh my god okay so you brought up Isaac yeah Isaac is an interesting stretch in these last few episodes so where we left off he went on one date with Yasmin which again mm-hmm. is a birth control. I did not know it was a human name. And, <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, <laughs> only in Canada. 
Oh, really? So, yeah. So if you're in your like 30s, you definitely used Yaz or Yasmin. And um, oh, I still do. Oh, do you? Oh, my God. I thought that was like, like literally discontinued. No, Yaz was discontinued, but Yasmin, oh, Yasmin. Okay. is real and it's in my cabinet right now. I'm dying. Okay, cool. Love that. Because I was like, if you're on Yasmin like me, you need to check yourself for blood clots. Or Oh, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what's going to get opposite. me. Like, I'm yeah, going to die because of this. Literally it's me. It's the only thing holding my body together. At yeah, literally me. Um, so. So, okay. So the, he goes on one date. He dumps Courtney. He's with Yasmin. Mm-hmm. Then like Courtney kind of warns Yasmin and is like, we were in kind of a relationship. And Yasmin's mm-hmm. like, oh, I trust him. Whatever. So then over the course of these episodes, Hannah out of nowhere is like, yeah. I love Isaac. I have a crush on Isaac. Like I want to be with him. What did you think about that revelation? It's like she just was bored, obviously, and just wanted something to do. And I understand that. We are in episode six at this point. Mm-hmm. Trust me. Okay. You have no idea when I was watching this and I would, they would pan over to someone like Bryce or Megan. And I'd be like, where and when did you get here? I think she Megan knew. was there from the beginning. No, I know. But it's like literally purple she, Megan. She was irrelevant <laughs> to, the, to the show. Like, like when Megan's like, let me win. I've grown so much. I was like, girl, where? I know. I know. And like, they obviously just probably didn't show us in the edit. But it's like, yeah. I, I think she was just bored. And she was like, I need to like make a big splash. I'll just like pursue him. I think the thing with this show is like, they're all, even if they're like, oh, this guy is like hotter, this girl's hotter, whatever. They're all like, I would say objectively equally hot. So I think after a while, they're just like, eh, I'll just like hook up with someone else. <laughs> like it's, so yeah, it's, it's a bunch of hot, horny people locked in a house. This shit's going to happen. 100%. Um, so Hannah goes after Isaac and it seems like, okay, this is a vibe. This is going to work out. He yeah. goes into the bedroom. Oh my he god! Past Hannah, and he gets in the bed with Yaz, and we're and it's like, oh my god! Did Hannah just get humiliated? What the hell? But no, he gets into the bed to be like, hey Yaz, like I want to get to know Hannah, and I'm going to sleep in the bed with her tonight, and then gets out of her bed and gets into bed with Hannah. One of the wildest moves I think I've ever seen on reality TV. I was blown away and I want to say kudos to the producers who set this up, who put, um, you know, the beds next to each other, the girls on the like outer sides so he could walk into the middle and choose which side. And then the absolute like psych that we had when he went to Yaz and then walk and then like I was like, oh, my God, he did the right thing. He stuck with Yaz like good for him. And then he starts whispering in your ear. I was like, oh my God. Like, like, he couldn't have done that before bed. He had to wait until the last possible moment. I'm sure they kept him in like a confessional or something to set this up. And I'm glad that they did because it was 10 out of 10 uh, television. It was so good. And because Hannah the whole time is like, I was like, let's break the rules together. Like, let's get physical. And meanwhile, Yaz is like, Things are moving slow, but I think it's because we have a real connection. And I'm just like, oh, I feel so bad for you. Uh, but Hannah and Isaac 
just continually plot to break the rules. And eventually Lana just has to send them home. Yes. Which I was happy about that because I'm like, they don't care. Like Isaac and Hannah were like the only two that I was like, they actually don't care about trying to make a personal connection at all. They are like clearly just here for TV, which again is totally fine. But like in the latter half of the show, you should just go home. 100%. Um, And I like, like they got to stay long enough that the drama was going into episode eight with them. So I like that. I normally, I feel like episodes like nine and 10 and sometimes eight can be a little slow. Uh, But this time I felt like it was exciting up to the end of episode nine. Yeah, I'm glad they did a short episode for episode nine. I thought that was really smart. And then uh, I definitely think this whole show you could cut in half if they didn't draw out every scene, um, cut to everyone's shocked faces and recap everything every five minutes. Like we are the hot dummies. (laughs) And you know what? Thank you. I am a hot dummy, and I appreciate literally it though because I will say like I'm saying that like I don't like it. I'm saying that because like it's ten hours of TV to watch, but like in reality, I'm watching this while I'm doing six other things, mm-hmm. and I need the recaps. So like, and like, tell me an easier show to watch on like one point two five or one point five x if you have to. One hundred percent. Yeah, and I didn't really. <laughs> I normally do speed up too hot to handle towards the end and I didn't speed it up this time. So mm-hmm, that goes to mm-hmm. show how good it is. Um, the Another kind of big, pl- I've, to me, there's basically like three big plot lines. There's the Hannah, um, Yasmin, Isaac love triangle. There's the Elise and Alex stuff, which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. And then there's the Christine and Louie of it all. Mm-hmm. And other than that, like there's really not that much yeah like could you name the rest of the cast members <laughs> like, um, well I know Megan okay and yeah. I know Lindsay mm-hmm. and I know you said there's a Bryce <laughs> but I don't remember there being yes I, I just remember you saying that <laughs> yes he's the hot Channing Tatum lookalike I'm because- sorry I did not think that man looked like Channing no, I was home. like literally. I was like, where? <laughs> I was like, you did not like pay them to say to pay Elise to say that he looks like Channing Tatum. Like, no, I, I know, no, absolutely yeah. not. Um, so I guess it makes sense to do the Christine and Louie and then end with the Elise and Alex. Yeah, they're like so, the main players. So Christine and Louie have lost. A lot of money. Yes. They have. They the the night before episode five, they lose like forty eight thousand more dollars doing. I think Lana called it mutual manual satisfaction, um, which is a what a great way to describe. I hate it so much, but like that's like what like third base. Um, mutual, or is that second base? Manual. I think it's um, hand stuff. <laughs> okay, so it's hands. Hand stuff is second base. Um, I think so. Yeah, 
Yes, okay. correct. Yes, you're right. I literally just went down the list of like first, second, and third base and home run. I hate myself. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I don't hate my friend Dory. She's yeah. wonderful. Like, I love her so much. Um, so they've lost all this money and they are going to get sent into the private suite overnight. And if they... And and basically, this is the ultimate temptation. So they will see if they can make it through the night without sleeping together or not. So they go into the hideaway. And this is where we find out also, like, Christine is the the horniest person in the whole villa. Like, she wants to have sex more than anyone is what we find out. And the rest of the cast, we've seen this before. They get the opportunity to make a bet. Um, if If they bet correctly that Christine and Louis will not hook up. They get the 48,000 back. But if they do hook up, then they lose an additional 48,000 on top of whatever they would lose from the, in whatever happens in the secret suite. But they vote. It's a split vote, but they vote to trust them. Mm-hmm. This is where we also find out there's a secret challenge because if they hook up, Lana's going to send them home. Yeah. Which I don't like in episode five. Like, I need the mess to stay around longer than halfway through. But yeah, totally. Because like, also, they're getting the most screen time. So if like, if you cut them in episode five, like literally, who would we have watched? There was like two I other couples know. at this point. Well, but there's probably like an additional couple that they just didn't show us. <laughs> Straight up, which I would be so mad if that was me. But would you have voted that you trusted them or not? No, no, I was voting no too. And then I loved like when they went around the circle and I literally was like acting like I was there too. And I was like, I do not trust them. <laughs> like, <laughs> like someone says they do and you're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Absolutely not. They cannot be trusted. And so like we get some clips of them in the private suite and yeah. Christine literally discuss, throws a banana. So she's in her lingerie yeah. in front of Louie and she is like deep throating a banana to be like, Look it was what iconic. I could do to you. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Usually what? I hate this shit. For some reason, I was like, I love this. Like, this is so funny. Like, I just think that this is what I wanted to ask you when I was watching this. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I noticed, I feel like, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong, because it's like, again, season one and two were mm-hmm. so long ago. But... I feel like when they were in the private suite in the earlier seasons, they could do like literally nothing. I feel like in seasons maybe three, four and five, or at least four and five, they're like fully nude and like bathing together and stuff like that. And I'm like, they're allowed to like be naked and bathe as long as they're not like like touching touching each other. other. I don't know. I think sometimes the rules, Lana, ambiguous. (laughs) I agree. I agree completely because (laughs) I thought, I thought we saw like a little friction happening in the suite and so yes. i don't really understand like is it just like because the, it wasn't like penetration but i don't know yeah. i don't get it i don't understand i thought they hooked up but i guess they didn't um and yeah christina's just like trying to tempt him to break the rules 100 percent. i also want to say um i loved when they used the lana like black boxes when she's bathing because I just love TV shows that are like okay to make fun of themselves yes. as the like ridiculousness that they like, are. You see a naked woman 
a naked, like beautifully stunning woman. And then it's like, here's these three little air fresheners <laughs> covering. <laughs> so funny. It was just so funny. It makes like a romantic scene, like kind of romantic, yeah. more sexual, but like a very like fun scene into just something that's like so dumb. And it's just really funny. <laughs> it made me laugh really hard. Me too. Um, the next thing, and then, yeah, so they pass the test, they get the money back, they find out that everyone bet on them, which I think was an insane decision, even though it worked out. Like, listen, if there's one thing I'm not doing here, it's results-oriented thinking. 100%. Okay, <laughs> this was another thing, and, like, someone please fact check us, but... I swear to God, also, they always pick that they trust them and they always win. Has there any been has there been any couple who has gone home on an overnight? Well, I don't think it's always been that they will go home, but I right, feel like right or like lost the money or whatever. I think, like, I think if we go back to season one, I think Francesca and Harry lost and then got the chance to go back and then won. I okay, think they yeah, had that two, makes sense. Yeah, but yeah, I don't yeah. remember because that was like early pandemic. I know, I know. So that was, it was again. We were ago. unwell. It was like March 2020. I mean, listen, point. I'm still unwell. Yeah, yeah. I'm like speaking like we're well. I haven't like, gotten unwell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> speaking like I just became unwell in March. No, you're in your healed era. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> and prior to that, healed as well. Like yes, it, it was just a short window of unwell. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, so then we get new arrivals coming in, Lindsay yes. and Bryce, who you've just reminded me of. And yes. they got the opportunity to choose from the people who are in couples who to go on a date with. Yeah. That's what, what that was the one thing I really didn't like this season. Same. Is, Thank you. Like there's all these people that are just superfluous. Just like make them part of the show. Get, make them go on dates. Yeah. I don't know if they knew that they were going to be Purple Kelly's like when they were filming, but this pissed me off so much because I was like, this is the perfect chance for like Megan to go yes. like get a man or Hunter. Like he was such a main character in the first like two or three episodes. And then again, was just like yeah. non-existent Just gone. yeah um, and and same with um courtney yeah when she was paired up with isaac she was getting a lot of screen time and she she does get some moments in the later episodes but like give courtney a chance to find love like it just made yeah. me so upset it was that was dumb it was like oh so if you don't make a connection right away then you just have lost all shot at totally it. Like, it was crazy yeah um so this is where they do something which i think was new in season four of two out to handle yes where the people go on dates and the person they're in a relationship with can like see part of the date and can like end the date early if they want to so Alex doesn't swap Elise 
he like trusts her. It's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. But then we get the Louie and Lindsay date. Now, I don't know anything about Lindsay from the show except the fact that she has large breasts. Like they really, <laughs> they didn't teach us anything else. And they are like, they're beautiful. Okay. Of course. She looks wonderful. She's beautiful. Her breasts are amazing. Yes. And this is where we find out that Louie is a boob woman. A boob, not boob woman. A boob yeah, guy. A boob guy. A boob guy. And Christine feels self-conscious because she doesn't have large breasts. Mm-hmm. And on this date, he just is looking at her, her chest, which, I mean, whatever. They're, how would you not? Yeah. And she goes, do you want to touch them? And he goes, yeah. Yeah. And he goes both hands out, like, grabs her chest for a second. And he's like, they're so good. Like, the shape is so good. The weight is so, like, they're so good. Okay. So here's another thing. I guess, like, you kind of want to, I guess, test the waters or whatever. Like, test the goods before you, like, get them or whatever. But, like, sometimes this show pisses me off, too. And I guess I'm just, I'm not a hot dummy. Like, I'm a logical Dummy. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna be like, I'm illogical. No. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just joking. <laughs> but like, okay, but it's like, why? Sometimes I'm like, why risk it all for like something like an over the shirt chased boob grab on a beach with someone you don't know? Like, I just like, I'm so annoyed sometimes with these people that it's just like, why are you making such I, poor decisions? But that's but, why they're on the show. Yeah, but I think that's what makes actually this whole podcast feed so fun is it's like a sociological study on people that I would never be in an experiences Literally. I would never be in. And I can like try and dissect their actions to understand humanity better. Yeah, because these are the people like they since they all look like Victoria's Secret models, it's like I don't even know people in real life that look like this nobody or act looks like, like this. this. No, yeah. nobody looks like this. This yeah. is I like honestly, sometimes watching these shows, especially lately, because there's so many on at once. I'm gonna be so real with the audience right now. Sometimes I'll be watching these shows and I start feeling like shit about myself. Oh, because I, I, it's just like, like I am watching like nine hours a week right now of yeah, like the too. most like fake plastic surgery filler, like beautiful yeah. people in the world. Yeah. And it's not like I am not a confident person or that I don't like, like how I look in general, but it's hard to not compare when you're watching so much. 100%. And these people are like, this is not what people look like. And so I think it's a good reminder for all of us that this is not what real people look like. Totally. And that actually just triggered a thought for me. We have definitely covered Too Hot to Handle together because we talked about, didn't we talk about laser hair removal? <laughs> or maybe yes. not. Yes. Was it you? Yeah. I, I do remember talking about laser hair removal on the podcast. Yeah. Because we I, were like these bathing suits, like girls, like drop yes, the routine. Yes. But yes. yes. <laughs> I think that might have even been season four. <laughs> oh my God. We, we watch too much TV and we podcast it's, way too much. No, but the thing is. 
when you watch as much as we watch, you kind of just have to flush the knowledge out of your brain after. Like, I do not remember the people on the show after, like, years later. <laughs> oh, um, my God. When they were doing the, like, cutbacks, which I also really liked, Um, when they were talking about, I think it was, I think they did it a few times, but I think when they were talking about how Dre was, like, the hookup police, and mm-hmm. I literally was like, I've never seen these people in my life before. Oh my like, goodness. Yeah. yeah, they they um I guess for a little sidebar actually. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's always like the one like chief hookup officer who's yes. going to prevent everyone from hooking up, <laughs> yeah. who does not succeed and only keeps themselves from hooking up and removes like basically any chance from winning. The season that was Dre, but mm-hmm. he actually like reversed the curse because after Lindsay so Lindsay and Louie are on their date Christine swaps Dre in for Louie because Dre's like you know what I've been working on myself I'm doing well but now I need to make a connection with someone so he goes on this the rest of the date with Lindsay and they have like a bit of a vibe but nothing crazy then later that night he kisses her in the bathroom. And this is the first time we have ever had a rule break after the wristbands come into play. Yeah, this was wild. Um, what did you like? What did you think was his motivation to do this, to break the rules? Like, it didn't seem like he was like overcome with like emotion and just like had to do it. I I was surprised. I think that he felt left out. Yeah. And, you know, everyone's been losing money despite his best intentions. So, like, mm, let me have a little bit of fun. This new woman came in. She's hot. Whatever. Yeah. And basically, over the course of the rest of the episodes, Dre comes to terms with the fact that he was basically feeling insecure about his own self. And so he looked for validation in a woman, in Lindsay. And he doesn't even really like her that much. And he's sorry for using her. And honestly, like, the self-awareness is growth and good for him that he at least realized it 100 and at the top of episode eight he comes clean right in the morning so it's like these were the moments that i was like oh he's like has longevity because Mm -hmm. in the game (laughs) because uh yeah he was just a a lot of like had a lot of self-awareness and he like people were shocked that he had broken the rule like he really like subverted our expectations and also totally broke free of like the archetype that he had fallen into which I thought was really interesting and I feel like we know the most personally from Dre because we know about his family and he has so many siblings and he really cared about the money because of what it could do for his family and that made me more invested in him possibly getting money you know 100 um louie and christine just kind of like make up after the date like Lindsay does tell christine what happened and he is feeling it's so funny because he's like oh why are they talking to each other like why would i get why would they tell and it's like well why would you do that are you stupid yeah. or are you dumb I was annoyed because these this was, yeah, through episodes eight and nine. And I was like, hey, Louie honestly should get kicked out at this point. I wish they did like one more elimination and he was kicked out because I'm like, he touches her boob and doesn't feel the only remorse he feels is that um, like that. I guess he later feels remorse yeah. to, towards her when she finds out and is really upset. 
but it it takes it shouldn't take that much exactly like the only remorse he felt was for himself that he was gonna have to have a sticky conversation with christine and then he decides to avoid that not take accountability and just keep them away from each other and then he was mad at Lindsay for telling christine and then it took christine christine's like hurt yeah to finally like trigger any type of like emotion or like empathy it was i was so annoyed with him yeah it was wild it was absolutely wild um so through all of this like alex and elise have just been getting to know each other more they had to get a green light after their long kiss within 12 hours or they would have been eliminated and they do get that green light yes um so we get kind of the final dates elise and alex go on a yacht date which is the like more winning date of these shows and louis and christine also go on a date so on the date um elise asks alex to be her boyfriend and he says yes yeah and then louis is like i'm committed to you but like i'm not ready to have a boyfriend girlfriend label which like it's like what's the difference at that no but it happened like i can totally understand how you'd be like have brain worms and be like oh but like being exclusive isn't the same as being boyfriend girlfriend and like I can be exclusive but I'm like not ready for that like I totally get that it's such like it's fuck boy shit no it's it's fuck boy shit like that's what I'm saying like because there isn't a there shouldn't be a difference but he thinks there's a difference and him saying that is is annoying yeah Um, it definitely is um but so they get back from their dates and Lana's like, mm, I don't know if I believe these men. Let me put them to the test one more time. And this I loved. I loved this twist. This um, was a good one because no offense. Well, okay, you you explain it and then, okay. then I can tell and you. And then no offense. Yeah. yeah, and then I'll say, so, yeah. So Lana says, hey, you're both in relationships, but I get the sense that you're like, kind of one foot out the door so I'm giving you the opportunity if you leave the villa alone tonight without your person I'll give you $25,000 to leave the game but if you choose to stay you will not be eligible to win the grand prize anymore yes which like okay no offense (laughs) I I didn't trust any of them I really thought okay I kind of trusted Alex but like Louis I was like he's taking the money and running (laughs) hey here's the thing if Alex had taken the money like the move of accepting to be someone's boyfriend and then 30 minutes later saying see you later it it just makes you look so bad on tv I feel like it wasn't even a real choice for him yeah but as far as Louis is concerned I'm sorry Louis is 22 years old Mm. he's not ready to be in a committed relationship he doesn't know Christine that well he should have taken the money and left yeah that's so like I really think he should have done it because why not so 100% neither of them take it they both stay Lana announces it to everyone and then she announces it was a lie you are still eligible to win yeah great wild (laughs) absolutely wild so when we get to the finale, mm-hmm. is there, wait, is there anything else up before up to the finale that you want to touch on? I feel like we've covered the main points. Um, yeah, I liked the the theme of the birds and the bees party. 
Um, I thought that was cute. Um, and these people probably do need sex ed. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, I guess just like in general, like the workshops this season, I thought were very on the like light side. I feel like they were better in previous ones, but at least they don't have like, um, I was going to say bioessentialism. No, but yes, no, um, the, gen- the gender, gender, essentialism. Yeah. I was just going to say, I'm so glad they didn't do the quote Yoni challenge that they've done every other season mm-hmm. because the gender essentialism of a, like your genitals determining like you who you are as a is person so is so ridiculous. And it really is harmful to the enjoyment of a lot of people that maybe would otherwise really enjoy this TV show. Um, and it perpetuates a really harmful belief system on people who maybe are not thinking critically about it. So I'm so glad they got rid of that challenge. 100%. Because um, that was another thing we talked about yes. um, when we podcasted before. We might have podcasted about this show more than once. I, I'm thinking that, which is so funny. But, but we, I couldn't even remember. I was like, mm, I, I know you've been on this feed, but was it for those? Mm. <laughs> but yeah, th- those were kind of like the the other pieces of the the latter half of the season that yes yeah we got all the main points um, till the finale I, I did like how the men had to hold the buckets of water like they're on fucking survivor survivor again that's why i'm talking about the show like like it's survivor yeah oh this, honestly this is my survivor <laughs> literally mine too i can't wait years from now for the online discourse to be like wow kirsten on the hot demis on islands podcast ruined the gameplay of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it could happen yeah like you're right because it's like season six all of a sudden they're like more strategy about like the four-way kiss and stuff like no and i don't want that i don't want them to be strategic not everything has to be strategy no but i will say like this game does or this game this show does have game strategy like remember when the girls made out to like leave or whatever oh yeah the girl the girls made out just because they were mad at everyone else yes like lose money out of spite that was season one yeah like that's game that was Haley. Haley. i'll never forget blonde Haley from season one of two out to handle yeah that's the that's the gameplay i'm interested in that's my barbie movie (laughs) that's did you see the tweet that was like um the Barbie movie not having any Barbie scissoring each other is just so antithetical to what Barbie is. <laughs> truly. That's, truly. That just made me think of. Yeah. And it makes um, sense because, again, like they all say you only buy one Ken, but you buy a hundred Barbies. So, yeah. Uh, one Ken? I never had a Ken. I had one Ken and like 30 Barbies. And I just cut shit the went hair down. <laughs> I, I just cut the hair short on one. <laughs> <laughs> and they all dated that one. But you made the weird oh, Barbies. That's funny. I did make a weird. I made a weird Barbie. I um, never did. Well, it wasn't as weird as like weird Barbie. But, <laughs> um. So then we get to the end. Yeah, we they all did like vows to each other, which I found like deeply well, it was, like to themselves. But well, like yeah, it was like kind of to themselves, to themselves like, but to each other, and it yeah. was like weird see the people in sing in like single relationships 
like making vows about their growth. Like, I don't know. It was weird. Um, Alex says that he loves Elise, which I felt was a drastic change considering like 24 hours ago, he wasn't sure. Okay. Can I talk about the bone I have to pick with Alex and Elise? Please do. It might just be the edit. So like, please tell me if I'm incorrect, but like, I feel like they got a hundred more dates than everyone else. Um, way better quality dates and so many more opportunities for growth. Like with their, like Alex got two challenges, like individually. Um, it was almost like they got a leg up to, um, and like a, a, a catalyst for them to grow. Um, but I will say, um, I didn't like love their relationship until kind of the end. Um, and when he was like, so he said, I love you. And I, that's another bone I have to pick. Cause it's like, you don't, you know, you've known her for like 10 filming days. Like let's be real here. But then when he was like, I want to care for you. I was like crying. <laughs> like, I, like I went through such a, I went through every emotion in this finale with this couple. Yeah, I do think that you make a good point that they ended up getting more dates, but I think that that's that emergent gameplay. You have to be torn between two people so that you get more opportunities to know people to make sure you're right, making the right choice. And then you get more dates and then you. Yeah. And it's almost like you have to be paired up and then break it off with someone. Mm -hmm. So you get a more genuine connection because that was the whole thing, too. Like she was more attracted to Hunter, but she liked Alex's personality better. And so that was like (laughs) one test to start. (laughs) Also, but also like what personality? (laughs) Like literally. But also how annoying was it when she kept dragging and dragging on about how she was so attracted to Hunter and thought Alex was less hot. And I was like, babe, they look the same, like not their faces, but I was like their body types and everything, their long hair, like they're basically the same man. Like, I, I mean, I think you could say that about most of the men in the show. Like they all are pretty interchangeable. Yeah. And yeah, 100%. Um, but I was like, oh, my God, why do you think Hunter is so hot when Alex is a way hotter, be the same looking person? Literally, I want to know. If they're still together. Oh, I they are allegedly. Oh, spoil. I we should put spoilers for after season gossip. But okay. um, I think that. um. I read an article on people that Elise and Alex and Christine and Louie are still together. Um, And if you can believe it again, a huge spoiler, Hannah and Isaac, the couple that were voted out in episode eight are allegedly still together. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if it's like, I haven't done my research. So like take that with a grain of salt, but it's like, or they are together because this is when their season is airing and they're, you know, hoping for the press and stuff. But who knows? But allegedly those three couples, the only three couples of the show are still together. Well, you know what? Good for them. Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, like get a little bit of clout. And then when they do another season of Perfect Match, 
boom, boom, you're there. And then you can all date each other again. Do you think before we move on that him saying I love you was just because of these types of TV shows? Like we see this on The Bachelor all the time. We see this on other dating shows. It's like you're just in such a high stress, super romantic Mm -hmm. um, like situation and you you think you're in love, but you're not like. What did you think of that? I think so. I think that definitely plays into it. I think the other thing too is like these people that go on to what to handle are people that generally just go for sexual gratification and don't actually like talk to people or make connections. So Lisa's probably the first woman Alex has like ever talked to to. in a long (laughs) time, right? So like I feel like it's really easy to fall hard and fast when you don't have experience making connect like emotional connections on a level even close to love right because like I love my friends and of course I like love my boyfriend Mm -hmm. but like if I didn't have like those types of experiences and I just like was shallowly pursuing like sex all the time I would probably be really easy to just like fall in love the second you get to know someone yeah, 100%. No, that makes total sense. But I was like, oof. It was um, it was odd. It was definitely odd. Yeah. So we get our final two. And mm-hmm. it is Elise and Dre. Yeah. I was shocked that Dre was in the final two, but I was so I was like, let's go. Me too. Loki wanted him to win because I just know again, Elise and Alex are gonna get like so much press and so many opportunity like work opportunities yeah. after this so i like low-key wanted him to win but um i like again this um twist of having the players vote out of the two people that lana chose a hundred percent i love it too and it comes like pretty close in the end i think people are voting for who grew the most versus who needs the money the most. Like, they, people want yeah. to give Dre the money because they like Dre and yeah. they know he needs the money. Like, Dre would win, like, a Big Brother jury vote. Dre of would course. win a Survivor jury vote. Yeah. It's just, like, a little bit, I think, too much when he wasn't in a relationship on the season to award him. So, Elise wins. The pot is $100,000, which is, yeah. I think, the most they've ever had at the end. Yeah. It's so funny, though, when it's, like, 12K. <laughs> like, I, lo- I, lo- I love I Season one, that. I think yeah. there was, like, 10000 left, and they all took $1,000. Yeah, that was the other thing, is they used to split it all. So, they're, so I love how they're, again... They change it up. It's good. I love it. I love it. But, yeah, $100K, like, that's... That's like a decent chunk of money for like a short TV show. Yes. And this is where Elise really won me over. Yeah. Because she says, can I split the money with Dre? I want to give him half. We wouldn't have this much money left if it wasn't for Dre anyways. And the show said yes. So they yeah. both got to take 50K. 100%. I loved this. It was like a cherry on, on top yes. of the cake. And she's right. Like. I feel like, yes, was he a little overbearing in the first half with, like, monitoring the rule breaks? But, Mm -hmm. like, I think that he did have some, like, self-reflection that other people did not have. 
He really did. And like with the whole thing with Lindsay, it did kind of come out of nowhere, but it did show like he also had some relationship type growth as well. Like he took accountability for a mistake he made and he apologized. Like that shows more growth than most people ever show on to out to handle. Totally. Um, And I just, I really like Elise as a TV character and I really like Dre. And so I was so happy. I was very concerned that Christine or Louis would win the season. And I really felt like they hadn't learned that much. No, no. I think like Louis, like he did come around and like learned empathy. It's so sad when you have to. Did he learn it like empathy this. though? Did like, he? I, I'm yeah. unconvinced. Yeah. That no, that's a good point. But um, yeah, I like that Dre was in the finals as well because it does show that like you can have growth and like some some of these people shouldn't be in relationships and should leave the island single. That should be their mm-hmm. like personal growth. So I like that, you know, we kind of have two examples of how people can grow in different ways, but still like, yeah, in good ways. Yeah. It it showed that we can have something different from this show. Mm -hmm. It showed us that, you know, there's more options. So it's not as uh, like prescriptive what will happen next time there's a season. Mm -hmm. Um, And honestly, the end of the season made me really excited about watching more too hot to handle, which I cannot say about the end of the last season. Absolutely. I cannot tell you how much I love this show. And I was watching the last couple episodes at my parents' house and my mom just like joined me and she was like, like addicted already. Like, it's just, it's a really fun show for everybody. (laughs) Yes. A hundred percent. I love it. Um, is there anything else we want to talk about too out to handle related? I love this. I love that we can recap five episodes. No, six episodes of a TV show. Again, that's my type of show. Like, <laughs> I love getting into the nitty gritty, but also I need a hot dummy show thrown in there. You have to have some hot dummies. I did see that you're watching Below Deck Sailing Yacht. So yes. that's another hot dummy show for you. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm a big below deck girly, but I'm so glad that um, I was behind on season three and season four. So I'm, I'm so stoked. I'm caught up in all the other franchises of below deck, but I'm yeah. Stoked to be watching season four right now. I think the last thing I want to know from you is just uh, from this season to like wrap it up is like where you see the cast, like, uh, do you see Elise and Alex, Christine and Louie, Hannah and Isaac together in a year? Um, okay, and so then, like, do you see them all as influencers? Like, do you think that there's going to be one person, like, the Harry, Josie, the the Francesca, the Chloe, that, like, you know, can branch out of this franchise? Or do you think, yeah, they're, like, all kind of I think it's, in this one? So- that's hard. So if you look at Too Hot to Handle the past four seasons, I'm fairly certain only one couple is still together. And that is Cam and Emily from season two. Yes. It was. Yeah. Um, um, and they're, they're still together. And I will have you work. No, Cam is the one who got his bros to guard the door for him so he could jerk off. Was that season three? 
Oh my God. No, that was season two. That was the first season I watched. And then I went back and watched season one. Um, when I had Chloe on my pod, but like, um, I was obsessed with Emily and Cam. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, so glad that they're like going strong. So they're still together. I think that like, honestly, Isaac and Hannah might be the couple with like the (laughs) most potential. Like, (laughs) stop. The other thing too is they're all so young. Like, I feel like the cast of these shows, specifically this season, have gotten like younger and younger, like this year. Like, Love Island, USA, the oldest person was 28 and they're already gone. Um, and everyone else is between like 22 to 24. And that's kind of like the average age range now. Whereas I feel like, even to start, like there were some younger people, but the average age would be closer to like 27. So I think the ages are coming down, which decreases the chances of like long-term couples. I think Elise has a good chance to be a breakout, like in other opportunities and like influencer type of thing. If she and Alex don't stay together, if they stay together, she might not have as much, but I don't really know. Um, that's just kind of a guess. Um, I think that Megan is the most likely that we'll see in like the Chloe spot. Like I could see them bringing her back for the circle or for another show. That's the vibe I got from her all season long is they were really trying to make her the new Chloe. Right. I could see um, Christine coming back for like the circle or. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I could see her being successful. Yeah. 100%. I think there's a lot of good talent here to use for other shows and Netflix is going to want to have more reality. Um, although like the writer strike doesn't really impact Netflix as hard because they have so many seasons in the can already that like they won't feel the the burn for a while but no that's so true yeah um, I think it's like Christine yeah. you d- ditch Louie and become like a solo star I think they should bring Courtney back because I think she had an unfair shuffle bring her back for like a perfect match situation um if they do another perfect match and um if Isaac and Hannah don't stay together, Isaac will be like the hot commodity of perfect match. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I say yeah. this as someone He's who doesn't so watch like any of the other love shows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, you don't watch the ultimatum or. Oh, I watched. I haven't watched the recent queer season of the ultimatum, but I did watch the first one. Okay. Okay. But I don't watch Love is Blind because I know I'll like it too much. So I'm saving it for when I really need it. One day I'm going to need Love is Blind and it will be there for me. And you yeah. will all feel stupid that you had already watched it. Love is Blind is, is I I prefer it over the ultimatum. So yeah, I could see that. And I'm rooting for Elise and Alex at this point. So I hope they stay together. I hope Christine ditches Louie and becomes a solo star. Hannah and Isaac, um, I don't think, I don't know. Maybe they will. And then I could see Isaac, though, becoming a star on his own. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, rooting for Courtney to get uh, another chance at another reality TV show. And the rest, I don't care if they live or die. <laughs> like, literally. Like, yeah. And honestly, even those, like, potential stars, 
I don't care. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm talking like I'm going to follow them on Instagram after this. Like I, as soon as we hit stop recording, the their, their names, names will and storylines yeah. will leave my brain. And I'm okay with that. Like there's there's little things I'll remember. I will remember Louie grabbing Lindsay's boobs on the date, though I yeah. might not remember their names. Yeah. Um, I might and, remember the boys holding buckets of water because it reminded me of Survivor. Like, yeah. It's it's all fleeting, and that's what's so beautiful about this show. We can now move on with our lives, and it was a beautiful moment, and we can leave the moment behind. 100%. And that, yeah, that's THTH. And that's it. Okay, well, Tori, thank you so much for joining me to break down Tua to Handle Season 5. You and I, possibly the only people who have finished this <laughs> season of literally every single person in the world. I have heard absolutely no buzz about it. So this podcast is better get a lot of listens. Like, fi- the people better find us. Like, because we're the only one talking about it. We're the only ones. And if they don't show us the appreciation we deserve we'll die we're like tinkerbell <laughs> yes truly <laughs> um so Terry, if people want to hear more from you and more of what you're doing where can they find you yeah you can listen to ready to be petty on all podcast platforms and you can follow me on socials at rtbb podcast amazing and if people want to hear more from me, of course, I'm on Mess Magnets every week with Sasha Joseph talking sub gossip, trending topics, uh, all that stuff. And also just I'm all over the hot demise on Island Speed right now covering Temptation Island with Maggie Morgan. Week eight was incredible and unprecedented in temptation island history so definitely go check that out it was really fun podcast and covering love island usa with brian scally we are just wrapping up week three of love island usa and it is also a really messy really fun season so if you want something uh, to fill that hot dummies on islands gap. That's a great place to go. And if you are listening on the reality TV wrap up speed, it is so, so, so helpful if you can actually go subscribe and rate the hot dummies on islands feed in itself. It really helps people find the show, especially um, when there's so much going on right now. This is like an unprecedented opportunity for us to grow the channel. So I'd really appreciate that. And I will also be on the Big Brother recap on Sunday night for the second Ooh. episode of Big Brother 25. So I'm so excited to talk Kill about three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Just crazy. Um, but thank you for joining us for Two Out to Handle season five. If and when season six comes out, we will be here. And honestly, I might just make Tori my co-host. Like, let's, yeah, let me be very literally. clear. <laughs> literally. <laughs> <laughs> and so we'll see you then. Bye.